This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hi, I'm David Cottrell and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Euros with Luke and Mitch. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to get your daily fix. Dun, 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 dun. So go on, Gab yourself a coffee dun, dun, dun. or maybe you prefer a cup of tea euros with luke and mitch dun, 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 dun. and don't you know they don't cost a thing dun, dun, dun. so go on give us a stream it's the daily euro 21 well it had to happen eventually i knew one of us would end up having to review a day at the Euros that wasn't that spectacular. Hello, my name is Luke. Welcome to a Touchline Rant Euro 2020 daily. Um, Yeah, I've got to look back and review yesterday's games to start this podcast off. Um, So, come on, let's just jump into it. Let's just do it. Right. So, yesterday... We kicked off with Sweden beating Slovakia 1-0. Now, I have sort of downplayed the day, but that's a big result for Sweden. You know, I did not think that Sweden would would get a result here. I really didn't. Um, I thought Slovakia are a really good side and we'd... I'd be talking to you about, you know, them having an e- a bit of an easy victory, if I'm being honest. But I'm not. I'm talking about now Sweden, who now find themselves, albeit with Spain and Poland still to play. More on that in a bit. Um, a, we're, we're talking about Sweden top in the group now. They sit there with four points. I mean, that's a, that's a good result, you know, a good result for them. It's a tough group. On paper, you look at that group and you think, right, Slovakia, Sweden, Spain. Uh, Slovakia, I messed that up right then, didn't I? Right, Sweden, Slovakia, Spain and Poland. You look at that on paper and you think, sorry for any Swedish listeners, and there are a couple of you, shout out. Um, You think Sweden will finish bottom of that group. They find themselves... If not in pole position, um, they certainly find themselves in a very, very good position going into the last game against Poland. Um, they've they did really well to get this one 0 win here. They've got a decent side as well. If you actually break him down, you know you've got Alexandre Sark up front, who continues to impress me. In this tournament, he against Spain, he was for me. He was man of the match. He was the only one who, when he had the ball, it looked as though something was going to happen. And yeah, he continues to do. He's 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 got pace, galore, and he he genuinely is he's frightening when de- when he's up against defenses. I wouldn't want to have to defend against him. Um, but Emil Forsberg got the goal um, to claim victory. Yes, it was a penalty after 77 minutes. But again, 
It's another clean sheet as well for Sweden. They look good defensively. They look really solid defensively. Um, and speaking as a Man United fan, Victor Lindelof, he's not the most composed, I would say, but they've done really well. Well done to Sweden. A lovely little win. We then move on to one all draw between Croatia and the Czech Republic. You could almost cut and paste Sweden, everything I just said about Sweden, and apply it to the Czech Republic as well. I thought, albeit they're a good side, I thought Croatia would, if not top the group, because obviously they've got England in the group, if not top it, then they would qualify. Now, they they still could, but they go into the final game needing England to get a result against the Czech Republic. And they need to beat Scotland. Um, but Scotland also know, going into the final game, that they can qualify. I mean, there has to be a goal swing here um, for four... <laughs> Four goals. Um, there needs to be a four-goal swing in Scotland's favour. Um, because I think England will, will win their final game against the Czech Republic. Uh, and in that case, Scotland need to get a few. I mean, I feel bad for Scotland. Because, obviously, this is, you know, the, the first time since '98 that they have qualified for a major tournament and they did well to get the result we'll move straight on to the to the other game it's not really a lot to talk about from yesterday um, Scotland and England 0-0 they did well though you know they performed extremely well football still may be coming home but it'll have to wait the flight's delayed um, England were not that impressive at all, and they haven't been that impressive um, at this tournament. Yes, the Croatia result was a good result. That was a really, really, really good result for them. Um, but as it turns out, Croatia are not actually all that at the tournament. Not to downplay the win, because England did exactly what they did and you know, what they needed to do against them. But they didn't against Scotland. They came up against a Scotland side who were dogged. I think is the is the best way to put it. Um, and yeah, they, they, they held them to a 0-0 draw at Wembley, which would have felt like a win, I'm sure, to some of the Scottish fans who were watching. Um, but yeah, I, I, the quicker we can move on, which I'm going to do now, to today's games, the better. Right, thank you yesterday for having three games thank you for happening but mm, weakest day of the tournament so far from a results perspective right then let's move on today we have kicking it off Hungary versus France now Hungary as I said in the last on the last uh, the last episode that I previewed a game by Hungary Hungary are a good side they're far better than people think. Or, if not, you know, people think they, they are a... 
they're unlucky to be in the group that they are. Let's leave it at that, yeah? There is... They've definitely got more about them than the result against Portugal suggests. And they were unlucky. You know, conceding three goals late on in the last, like, ten minutes or the last eight minutes or whatever it was. But I don't see them getting anything against France. I know that will shock you. I just don't see it at all. Um... Yeah, they, they come up against France, and I think after the victory against Germany, especially, you know, France will have the, the, the bit between their teeth, as it were. They got a, a good result. This is the one where they know if they, if they win this game, they qualify. Um, if they win this, this game, that's it. They're into the next round. And I think they'll do it handsomely. Um... Moving into the next game then, the aforementioned Portugal. Portugal faced Germany. Now, I said, again, last time I reviewed, I previewed a game that Germany were in, I said at the time, I said, this is not a Germany side, which is as, as scary as previous Germany sides have been up against. Teams will go into games against them thinking we could get a result, you know. They're still obviously world-class. They've got a good side. I'm not slagging them off. But they're not a team... They're not the best Germany side that there's ever been. Portugal turned it on against Port, uh, against Hungary right at the end. And they have that ability in their squad. Uh, in the preview show, I said that I expected Germany to be one of the shock early exits. I've So far, based on the game that they've played, I don't see any reason to change that prediction at all. Um, I think Portugal will win. I think Germany need to have a, uh, a rethink, as it were. I think they need to have a bit of a rebuild. That's reboot two. I just think it's gonna, you know, gonna take a little bit of time. They certainly won't be able to do that in the few hours before the game against Portugal. I am fully expecting a Portugal win. There's nothing. There's not a single part of me that thinks Germany will win. I'm I'm very convinced that Portugal will win this game quite easily. I'm thinking, like, you know, 2-0, something like that. So, obviously, Germany will win. Anyone, long-time listeners of the show will be aware of the ATR curse. It's a real thing. Um, the, the problem that Germany are going to have against in this group, I thought right from the off, was that they do not have those team, those players, um, those mercurial players, like France and Portugal do. Portugal, you know, with Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes and France with Paul Pogba and Mbappe and Griezmann. Germany just don't seem to have those type of players in that vein of form who can just turn a game on its head. They've certainly got players who have the potential to do that. But not a single player who's in the form that you would think they could do that. Does that make sense? Have I made that right? Do you know what I mean? They, I'm not saying that they've got shit players. Because they obviously haven't. Um, you know, they've, they, they, We're still talking about a side that has you know, players like Kimmich and uh, Goretzka. And Sane and Muller and Werner. You know, these are quality players. But they just seem to be a bit out of sorts. 
And yeah, I think a Portugal win. I, I don't see anything else other than a Portugal win. Um, we'll move on to the last game, which I've already doffed my cap to in the uh, review section of this pod. Spain and Poland. Spain, they're in the same boat as Germany, as far as I'm concerned. They look out of sorts and they don't, they just don't look the prospects of old. Um, I do think that they will get a result, well, they need to get a result after the draw against Sweden, which I, I was going to say has, has been the worst game of the tournament so far, and then suddenly England versus Scotland came rushing back at me. Um, <coughs> but they need to get a win if they have it. They they absolutely need to get a win here in that you know in the group now you've got Sweden on on four points and Slovakia on three and Spain on one so they need to get a result here they they absolutely do need to um, to keep up really um, they could st- they could draw and then still go into the game against Slovakia knowing they can qualify because but you. If from a Spain perspective, you want to go into that last game, you know, off the back of a win, not off the back of two draws. Uh, but Poland are a difficult side. Um, I picked them as my dark horse of the tournament. Okay, they lost the first game. We haven't started well. I did say about the ATR curse, but they can still turn this around quite easily. Talking about mercurial players, you know, they have the best striker in, the, in world football, Robert Lewandowski, playing for him up front. So absolutely they can turn this this around. Um, and they can take it to Spain. Um, it, I think this is a difficult one to to predict. Because like I say, Spain don't look this, this team of old that they are. Um, and Portugal are coming off the back of a, a bad result. But I'm going to go out on a limb and predict a Portugal win. On, uh, a Portugal, a Poland win. In this one. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Poland beats Spain. So, easy three points for Spain there. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the support of the daily shows and just a touchline rant in general. Um, We will be back tomorrow with another... to, uh, to hear the results of these games that I've just previewed. And look ahead again. Um... But yeah, thank you very much for listening and I hope the new theme music isn't annoying you too much. At the end of Crocodile Dundee 2, Crocodile Dundee swapped his clothes but before he did, he listened to a Touchline Rant Sotas podcast. you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started.
It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts, y'all. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.